Thank you for listening to the following films podcast. Today I'm joined by Eric Messerschmidt to discuss his work on devotion, as well as his collaborations with Michael Mann and David Fincher. This conversation was recorded over cell phone, so the audio quality is a little bit lower than normal, but I still think the episode is quite listenable. Uh, Devotion will be in theaters Wednesday, November 23rd. Hope you enjoy the show. This call is now being recorded. Hello. Chris. Hey, Eric. How are you doing today? I'm good, man. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Thank you so much for taking the time to do this. I appreciate it. Oh, happy to. I'm sorry. It's like uh, my schedule's so kind of wacky at the moment. I appreciate it that uh, you're willing to work around it. Well, no, it was just um, I've been wanting to try to talk to you for a little while now, but this is a literally came up five minutes ago that I found out I was going to have the opportunity to speak with you, so I'm sorry if uh, (laughs) I'm a bit unprepared for this one. It's all good, man. No worries. Excellent. So um, you have, you mentioned your schedule is wacky right now. You have an incredible slate of films that you're working on right now. Um, I think the next three things that you have that I'm aware of that are coming out are all movies that I'm really highly anticipating with, you know, Devotion coming out this year. Then you have Ferrari and The Killer right after that. It's, I mean, you're working with some of the, some directors that are absolutely known for their visual style and working at the highest level of uh, visuals. I'm wondering what does that feel like right now for you? I feel incredibly fortunate. You know, it's, uh, it's really been a pretty special last year and a half in my life. So, uh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm, you know, counting my blessings every day for sure. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and could you talk a little bit about specifically devotion with that one? Um, what kind of preparation do you go into with doing a period piece with approaching, um, you know, a Korean war film? What was that process like for you? You know, it, it, it starts with a director, you know, I, we, JD and I met, uh, God, now I guess probably two years ago almost. And, um, we, we just immediately hit it off. I mean, I think our first our first meeting was like a two and a half hour call where we just talked about life and cinema and you know um, character and story. We we barely barely even got to the script, you know. <laughs> um, and I, it, when I was sent that script, I was really excited about it and a little bit daunted. I, you know, the, the movie is the movie that we made is is kind of a big little movie. You know, it, it wasn't mm-hmm. we didn't. Um, you know, major studio dollars behind our, uh, behind us. We, we, we were ostensibly an independent film. Um, and, uh, with, you know, made by people who really cared. And that was obvious from the beginning. You know, everyone on the, uh, uh, from, from the producers on down on that film, uh, was, was incredibly committed to telling that story and, and making that movie. And that's infectious, uh, when you, come into an environment like that that's very supportive and it's not it's not just about the business it's about it's about telling a story and paying respect to it that, that um, you know really kind of captivates um, you creatively you know, certainly me and, and um, when I got it you know JD and I spent a lot of time just sitting down and talking about what it was we wanted to do and how we wanted to tell the story and one of the things we wanted to do was, was tell a Tell a period story um, with with kind of classic technique, but with modern tools. So we wanted to make it um, in a, in a kind of Hollywood style, you know, 
composed shots, uh, structured compositions, structured storytelling, visual storytelling, um, and uh, but, but you know, shot digitally, but in large format. And uh, um, you know, it was, uh, it was a, it was a fun challenge. I think you know, the movie is, is big in scope, but kind of smaller in budget. So we were really trying to figure out how best to use the resources that we had, with, you know, within. Um, within the confines of what we, what resources, you know, what the, um, what the restrictions were, um, mm. and, and just be, you know, responsible as we could, <laughs> you know. Sorry, <laughs> uh, I don't mean to ramble on you. No, 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 no. I, I, it's, it's actually these are my favorite kinds of films. These ambitious films that are small and are really trying to punch above their weight class. Um, when you have films that go the other direction, where there's just there's clearly money was no object and they would just throw dollars at every answer and there's just probably four or five too many set pieces in it and it's like they lose the story somewhere along the line. I feel like movies yeah. that are really trying to make something bigger than what they could possibly do, they have to get innovative, they have to get creative and they make sure there's not an ounce of fat on the thing and those are honestly some of my favorite films. Yeah, um, thank you. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, that was definitely high on all our on our list and we knew that you know there'd be other movies coming out this year that we would be compared to and and um and uh you know we, we are an aviation story and the aviation stories are expensive and complicated to shoot and um but but we were really kind of focused on on the, the dramatic portions of our movie and you know the, our film is really uh uh you know it's a story about uh, these these guys' relationship and their and, and their experience in war, but but primarily their relationship as, as kind of brothers in arms and, and figuring out how to how to negotiate the, the situations they're in and, and you know in, at its root it's really drama and uh, uh, set set against this you know kind of a rather elaborate set piece, but it's, it's really just character drama and that's that was our focus for the most part. You know? And could you talk a little bit, because I, I haven't had a chance to see the film yet. I am looking forward to it, but from what I've been able to see from the press materials that have been released, it has a very classic-looking style feel to it. Um, that I think you're saying that you're using um, digital, but it has that anamorphic feel to it. It looks like this is you know one of those big widescreen, would have been in the Cynodome uh, not that long ago type of films that... Um, we just don't see this style of film um, told in this way, from what I can tell, very often anymore. That um, these types of films, they seem like they're just there's a lost art to it. These sort of human dramas told in the bat with a on a big backdrop. It feels like the things that get this kind of scale more often than not now that the story is very secondary. That this does feel like this has a lot of heart to it and a classic feel. Yeah, that's that's exactly the intent. The and we wanted to make a movie sort of, you know, from our childhood of, you know, the way that films used to be made in this country is, and uh, with with a real focus on technique and um, and an approach towards, you know, not just not just shooting the actors on long lenses and recording the story, but really trying to do something intentional with the camera uh, and and focus with the camera and. And, and work within the kind of American style of cinema, you know, kind of um, very formal um, camera direction. Uh, mm. and, and, you know, it's, it's, it's hard. It's hard to make movies that way. And, it's, and it's, I, I do think it's to some degree a, a bit of a lost art. And, uh, you know, something we wanted to try and tackle. And, and uh, 
you know, it, it is it, the, the set pieces are 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 big, and you know, we have an aircraft that we built, and we have a um, you know, we have these kind of elaborate um, uh, battle sequences, but they're really not. You know, it was never an attempt to, to make it um, make it about spectacle. You know, it was, and, and there's certainly movies that do that really well, and that and, and, and where that's effective and important for the story. And we felt that, you know, well, it's, it's important to see the actors in those situations. It was really kind of, um, like you say, a, a backdrop for, for, for the dramatic portion of the film. Yeah, it's um, in my mind the way that I always. Um, reduce this kind of idea down, the spectacle versus heart element. It goes back, you can kind of look at the, this is going to sound like an odd comp to use, but I always look at the Rambo series, because if you look at First Blood, that first film, people kind of forget that that was a really quiet film, a lot of it, that it is about the internal struggle this guy is going through, but then through all the sequels that came after that, it got lost and it got the spectacle that took over, and they all have their place, they're fun. I actually enjoy quite a few of those films but they're all sure. trying to do something very, very different. And it's not that one's necessarily better than the other. I just tend to gravitate more towards those smaller internal films personally. Yeah. I mean, you know, we had, we had great actors. Um, we, we had, uh, we had a you know, delightful script that, that is focused on, on their struggle and their, and particularly Jesse's Jesse Brown struggle with, you know, the principal character in our, our story is the first African-American naval aviator. And he, um, who John, Jonathan you know, Majors is just amazing. Love Craft Country. He's phenomenal. He's such a good actor. He's extraordinary. He's extraordinary, and um, you know, incredibly committed and professional, and and, um, and it's a real delight to watch. And you know, and and Glenn Powell as well. You know, Glenn Powell I think flexed his muscles in a way on this movie that he we maybe have a scene before um, out of him. And, uh, you know, he, he is definitely, uh, even though he, you know, he plays a, an aviator again, his, um, <laughs> yeah, he's done that recently. <laughs> yeah. This, this role is, is, you know, pushed, pushed him, I think as an actor in, in a way that he hasn't, hasn't been expected to be pushed before. And it was really nice. You know, he really, um, did an extraordinary job, I think. And so, and both of them together are, they're real good. There's, there's great chemistry on the, on the screen for them. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting to watch the kind of um, how how the um, how the story takes shape once it's up on its feet. You know, you read the script and you, you kind of see the. You know, so I always try to do that. You know, break it down in my mind and think about how it's going to be staged and think about how 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 it'll be played. But you know, I never really. You know, you. you it's a whole completely different film when it's up on on its feet and you see the actor's performance for the first time on the set and you you watch those early blocking rehearsals and think about the intent of every line and the, and the the intonation of it and how they're how they're interpreting the script you know and and for me as a as a cinematographer anyway that's that's really where it's it 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 jumps to life and I'm able to really interpret what's happening I, you know I I always kind of think that you know the script is a bit of a serving suggestion but it's you know it's, it's hmm. really not not anything until you see it see the players play it you know and and it's just each one of these elements though because the the screenplay gets you a certain percentage there and then it's the casting of it then it's the shooting of it then it's the editing of it and you can lose the film really at any one of those key moments that it could fall apart because all of them i think people have different areas where they tend to thrive or they feel more comfortable but 
you know, it, you can really craft performances in the editing room sometimes, but really if you don't have anything to work for, work with in the way that the shots were put together or the way that it was performed that day, it's not going to work. So it's just, it's amazing that any movie is made that's watchable considering how many things can go wrong along the way. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, it's true. You know, we, we had a, and this was, this was a challenging film that we, we certainly had, um, we had a lot, you know, a, a lot, the, the script had a big appetite and, mm. um, you know, we, we had to put our actors up in the air. We had to put our actors, um, in, in, in warfare. We had to put them out to sea. We had to put them, um, you know, in another country. And, um, and that's, you know, that's harder to do other than just the, you know, obviously you can, you know, throw the, throw the title up on screen and say suddenly someone's in France, but, but to really make it feel different and, and, um, and make it make it feel like the actors are in that place. But, you know, it was it was sometimes challenging, with, given the given the circumstances we were working under. And um, you know, we we just tried really hard to make it happen. You know, uh, and uh, yeah, you know, I think the it's in the end, you know, it's, you just have two actors um, having a dramatic conversation, whether or not they're in an airplane or or across a um, a coffee table. It's, it's still, you know, it's, it's the the beats of the scene are are really all that's important. Uh, and, and then, it's, you know, it's and I think that that was something that we really tried to focus ourselves on. You know, JD and I in particular is what what is fundamentally important about the scene that we need to focus on, and then all the ancillary, you know, where they are, what their relationships to each other are. You know, uh, geometrically, um, are things we can solve. You know, the most important thing, and you know, same thing for the actress was where, what, what is happening on the page that we need to translate to the audience, and then we'll figure out all the other stuff um, as we go. And is that something that you feel was just that focus on this with JD? Was that something that was unique to this project, or is that just generally the way that you work on all of your projects? Today's episode of the Following Films Podcast is brought to you by Bookmans. I'm joined today by my son, Jacob. Jacob, say hello to the people. Oh, there you go. You're already on it. So, Jacob, when you go to Bookmans, what is it that you like to look at? What do you like to get? To get toys uh, and movies and, and the coffee news. You like to look at the movies and you like to get the coffee news, the newspaper they have out front? That's great. So, last time we went into Bookmans, I picked up a movie. Um, what movie did I get, Jacob? A stick from New York, but that's the name as it hurts of the, uh, ex, uh, as the cover. Sorry, sorry, I want So, no, no, you're okay. Would you talk a little bit about what you see on the cover of Escape from New York on this Blu-ray that I got? So, based on this cover, you see glass shattered and also the Statue of Liberty's face fell apart because... In this movie, Escape from New York, is the introduction is a man trying to save the president's daughter, and New York turns into a prison in this movie. And there's the hero, as you can see, very strong, in fact. Oh, yeah. Now, this is one of my favorite movies. I love this movie. Now, you're too young to watch it because you're only six years old, but do you think in a couple of years from now, when you get a little bit older, you'll want to check out Escape from New York? Yeah. 
Bookmans. Okay. What's a movie that you've seen that we picked up at Bookmans that you like? Come here. Talk so that people can hear you. A Little Shop of Horrors. Little Shop of Horrors. That's a great movie. So when you're going to Bookmans, you can get movies, DVDs, Blu-rays, 4K, Laserdisc, VHS. You can also get comic books, books, newspapers, magazines, home furnishings. Uh, you can get tons of stuff there. Because remember, Bookman's has your cool covered. Hope you enjoy the rest of the show. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Yay, that was a good idea. I think it's the way I like to work. I, 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 like, to, I like to think about my job as, uh, as more than just the way the movie looks. In fact, I think it's uh, oftentimes the way the movie looks is... is you know, maybe 15 or 20 percent of the of the cinematographer's job, and, and so much more of it is the storytelling technique, the process by which we um, uh, unfold, accumulate for the editor. And you know, and thinking about style and technique in terms of how we use the camera uh, and pace, and, and thinking about how it's going to be cut. Uh, I I think that that to me anyway is much more interesting. Um, uh, it's, a, it's a much more interesting part of my than, than which light goes where or what color the set is or, or whatever, you know. I mean, uh, all that stuff, I think, is secondary, honestly. Um, and and so on, on this movie, I was really lucky. I had a lot of prep time and, and was able to spend a lot of time with J.D. and really get inside his head and think about how, you know, he wanted to tell the story. And, um, and so, yeah, I mean, I think it, it, that's, that's something that, that I think is, is crucial and, and also you know um, the environment of the set I think and, and the way that you structure the set it's, it's a bit of a sandbox you know we're building a sandbox for the, for, for our actors and um, and it has to be a place where where whatever it is they're doing whether they're doing something spontaneous or doing something very rehearsed and structured where that where that performance can thrive and, and I think the style and the method by how you make the movie has an enormous impact on on the result in, in a way that we don't always appreciate as cinematographers I think you know it's uh, oftentimes we're very insulated in, in our thinking of oh well the most important thing is this light goes here and, and <laughs> I have this lens on this camera and, and that's that all has has its place for sure but uh, I think it's it's much more important to think about the big picture of the film and what's what you're really trying to accomplish um, cinematically, and and then all, all of the other stuff has to support that. Uh, oh. Yeah, absolutely. I, I couldn't agree with you more about that because it's something where I feel like if you have a shot that only looks good and it has this idea that's even you know in your mind you're supporting the story and you're telling the story through it but it becomes a block to performance then it might not be worth it in that sense because really you have to support the actors in that moment because that you're never going to get that time back um from that performance and if it's just if there's anything that's going on in the film that's blocking that connection between the characters and the audience then that's something that's uh, probably not the best choice right 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 yeah it's, it's a balance for sure but i, I think you're absolutely right and could you could you talk a little bit about um, just have you shot Ferrari yet? Is that done at this point? I I have. We we just finished. How was it working with Michael Mann? I know you can't really talk about it in great detail or anything, but 
there's there's not many people that I that I meet at this point that are intimidating to me. Um, but Michael Mann <laughs> would be one of those that I don't know that I could ever ask him a question because it's just where would you even begin with that? He he's kind of the in my he's my personal history of film through through his film. <laughs> Well, you know, I really don't want. I'm sure there's a press embargo on that movie, and I don't, I don't really sure. want to, you know, so early to comment yeah. on that film. For me, it's, it, it, I, I think it would be in, uh, it, you know, it's probably got to let the. I mean, we we just put the ingredients in the pot, man. And it's, uh, <laughs> the, the soup, the, the soup hasn't even haven't even started to simmer yet. Um, got it. But you know, I mean, I, I can say this. I, I can say it was an extraordinary experience, and and, um, and I'm I'm very excited for uh, for people to see what we made together. I, I think it's uh, I think it's really special for sure. And, and um, you know, I, I uh, um, I'm excited to see the film take shape on the next step. Oh well, he's he's one of those guys that his stuff it's never not interesting. You know, he his it, there's even the ones that to me don't completely connect. There's always something there that's worth revisiting, and I feel like it's usually my deficit as opposed to the film's deficit. There's something that I'm missing, and I, I just his movies are endlessly rewatchable for me personally. Sure. And, and sure. but and the other thing was just with, and I know again it's that same sort of thing. But I congratulations on the killer because to see go through your IMDb and to see how you worked your way up in that relationship over these years and how it just seems to have increased. And what you've been doing with, you know, your work with Fincher, that's just kind of like the uh, graduating, I guess, to some degree at this point where, you know, working as a gaffer and these other things and then coming around to it is, do you just talk a little bit about the evolution of that relationship or is that something that is off limits? All no, right now? No, no, not at all. I mean, you know, David and I are, are at this point, you know, very close collaborators and I, and, and I think we understand each other well and, and we don't always, we don't always agree, but I think that's healthy, you know, I think, and that's, that's part of our process is figuring out um, where, you know, what is, what is the best, what's the best shot? What is the best light? What is the best situation? You know, and, um, you know, I adore him. I, I, uh, you know, he is, uh, you know, he is my, you know, kind of the, the, definitive keystone of my career in a way um at this point you know and um or cornerstone i guess i should say and, and sure you know and i i think you know what 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 david is, has taught me for sure and i and i think coming up as a gaffer and coming up through the ranks and 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 really honing my craft that way it's you know it's always technique first and taste second you know it's hmm. always um it's always what what is the what is the practical solution? What is the um, what is the situation where pr we've presented ourselves with, um, uh, you know, dramatically, um, and and then and then how do we how do we execute that? And then and then the, the refinement portion is the is the kind of interesting artistry of it. But it but it always starts for us and certainly for me on everything else um, as as a you know from a from a place of kind of practical decision making and problem solving, you know, it's okay. We need to tell this story. How do we tell? You know, how do we break the scene down geometrically? Hmm. What are the what's the sequence of of shots that we need to make sure the audience understands what's happening emotionally or or um, dramatically or or just expositionally here? And 
and what 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 pieces do we need? And oftentimes, I think they're they're very very much the same across you know the the great movies that we all watch. You know where the the the, the execution is oftentimes the same, and the differences are are actually quite. Uh, quite a bit more subtle than we might otherwise notice. We just look at the style first, you know, and I think for David, you know, he gets, he gets accused oftentimes of being a stylistic director. And I think actually that's, that's not entirely accurate. I think he's, um, he's quite an exceptional dramatic filmmaker and his films have style because they have intent, you know, they have, they have, uh, stylistic intent. Um, but he's not showing off in, in a way that some other filmmakers might. Um, I, there's one way that, to me, he shows off, and it's not, it's, it's actually a compliment that I'm giving him. He makes movies that shouldn't work. Um, a movie about Facebook should not be, you know, one of the best films of the last 20 years. A movie that's, you know, something like, he takes these concepts, like something like Gone Girl or Zodiac, or these things that could be, handled in a very frivolous way and he gives depth to them and that's because of the not just the execution but the performances that he's able to get from his actors you know you think of each one of his films to me i think you know robert downey jr one of his best performances is in zodiac um you know gone girl i there's a level in ben affleck that i had never seen before there's something that's really incredible and he was just cast so perfectly in that role and I, those are the things. I mean, yes, there, there is a style to them. There's moments of beauty and grace in all of his films, but really, it is those performances. Or the he makes things that are so much better than I would have thought on their level. I gave up judging him after the Social Network, where it was just a movie about Facebook. This is not going to be good. What is he doing? The guy's clearly lost his mind. No, it's amazing. It's an incredible film. So yeah, I'm just he's one of those guys. I'm on board for 100. percent yeah, no, he's he's extraordinary, and, and you know he's he and I are you know very much um, of of a similar mind. So it's easy to work for him, and uh, you know it, it's uh, it's he you know he gets accused of being this kind of um, controlling um, director, uh, but you know he he's actually. Um, Incredibly, uh, it's 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 inaccurate. He's, he's incredibly um, collaborative and and generous with everyone. You know, hmm. the, um, you know the the, the actors, uh, his his kind of creative production team. Um, you know, he's always asking for ideas, and he wants us to bring something to the table and show him something. And you know, think about a, a new way to accomplish a problem or something. But it's always it always has to come from a place of what do we need to do for the film. Um, you know, and, and I think I, I think what, what people misunderstand sometimes about cinema directors is that you know they have to. I think for films to be to be successful, they have to come from a place uh, of uh, singular vision, which is supported by all the other people in place that are there to to do their part. Hmm. Um, you know, it's and I, and I think you know with David, it's absolutely that way, and I think with Devotion, it was that way too. You know, Devotion is a film from J.D. Dillard. It is J.D. Dillard's film. And, and all of us went to the side of the film. Um, you know, we were all, in the end, you know, in service to him and in service to what he was trying to accomplish. And, and you know, I think that's that's the root of, of what it is we do. And sometimes authorship, you know, the desire for authorship um, kind of uh, – 
obliterates the, the reality of, of what it means to help someone make their movie, you know? Yeah, um, no, absolutely. That, that, that authorship idea and that, that balance there, yes, that's not everyone is able to pull that off. That, that balance, I, I think, is something that, you know, we all struggle with to some degree. So. Yeah, yeah, sure, for sure. But yeah, I, I got to tell you, man, I'm really excited to see this one, the way you're talking about it. This is something that makes me want to see even more. So I'm really looking forward to checking out Devotion at the uh, end of the month when it comes out, man. Oh, I appreciate that. Yeah, I uh, look forward to hearing what you think. We <laughs> worked, it, we, man. Be delicate. We worked hard on it. <laughs> <laughs> I will. I will, man. I appreciate it. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for taking the time today. I appreciate it. Yeah, you bet, Chris. Take care, man. All right, have a good one. Bye-bye. Cheers. Bye-bye. Time enough to figure you out. Time enough to write this down. Wish me luck. Give me hope.
boys crack.